Welcome to the Therapy for Moms podcast with your host, Jennifer Sommerfeld, where we explore matters of the heart and soul pertaining to motherhood. With Mindful Mondays kicking off the week with a short guided exercise to tune you in and tune you up for the week ahead. Expect inspirational, educational, and applicable info bites to help you thrive in your role as a mother. Visit us at www.therapyformoms.ca. Okay, hello everyone. This is Jennifer Sommerfeld, and I'm your host for our Mindful Monday podcast. And um, today's podcast, we're going to talk about an exercise using the acronym TIMES, as well as what it means to flip your lid. So let's begin. So clients always ask me what they can do when they are in a state of overwhelm or when they are triggered. I often hear clients say that this is all good to practice when I'm calm and removed from my daily life. But the problem is when I'm in the moment and my anxiety takes over and I'm about to flip my lid. So today I want to walk you through a body focused mindful exercise that you can practice and eventually engage with during high triggered moments. But first, what does flipping your lid mean? This is a term coined by Dr. Dan Siegel. So if you've not heard who of him, uh, you'll want to grab a copy of his parenting books for sure. So um, especially the book Parenting from the Inside Out and Brainstorm, which is all about the teenage brain. So anyways, Dan says that when the flow of energy and information is coming into our systems too fast and too much, resulting in the triggering of the survival stress system, the limbic system takes over and the prefrontal cortex responsible for reasonable, rational and logical thinking goes offline. You can watch a video on YouTube. So if you just search flipping the lid, you can see Dan talk about this using the hand model. Okay, so we want to catch ourselves before we flip our lid. And how do we do that? Well, we have to pay attention to what we are experiencing, both internally and externally. However, typically, when we are flooded with stress hormones, we focus our attention externally to locate and identify the problem. In other words, the target or the object of pain. So the desired action that is required for us is to shift the attention or gaze from the external object, which is about to receive an exploding volcano of energy towards the internal experience. Okay, but wait, Jennifer, I don't want to feel what is happening internally. So if I focus my attention on what I'm experiencing internally, I'm afraid I will implode or experience a full-on panic attack. I know it can feel very scary at first to shift the focus internally when all you want to do is explode your energy on that external target. So let's take a moment to think about 
all the ways you might explode your energy on the external object of pain or trigger. So for example, you might yell at your kids, yell at your dog, yell at your partner, yell at the car, yell at the screen, yell at the people at the store, or you might move into aggression with physical behaviors such as hitting or pushing or pulling. And if this energy is not directed externally, it can be directed internally, which is a form of implosion. So either way, explosion or implosion is a flip of the lid in which the amygdala, the emotional brain center, has hijacked higher level reasoning. If you hear yourself saying things like, I can't control my emotions, or I couldn't stop myself, or I was seeing red, or my emotions are all over the place, chances are the limbic system has taken over and there is no one in the driver's seat, so to speak. Ideally, we want you to learn how to stay in the driver's seat, even when the engine is revved up high. This takes practice, and yes, it is a mental exercise. So just like training your muscles for strength, you need to lift weights and move your body. The same is true for emotional and mental fitness. You need to lift mindful weights and practice the skill of focused attention and shifting states. So to begin, the goal is to remain in the driver's seat. But life throws stress balls all the time, and so every day you get to practice returning to the driver's seat. I will come back to this discussion and talk about the three R's that support this practice. But for today, let's close with an embodied exercise called TIMES, T-I-M-E-S, in which you will learn how to switch your internal channels of awareness. This teaching is a somatic experiencing exercise, and the acronym um, is simple to remember. And so it stands for T, which refers to thoughts. I refers to images. M refers to movements. E refers to emotions. S refers to sensations. So here is how you work with times in practice. Remember when I said that the first step is to shift your attention inwards, such as changing your channel, so that you can tolerate all of the input of energy and information that's flooding in too fast, too hard, and too much. So if and only when you are literally in a space of physical safety, you begin to notice that you are triggered. You might say to yourself, turn to times or notice times or what times is it? Anything that will hook your attention, attention to remember times. So once you turn your attention inwards, you flow through the five channels and state to yourself, usually using a statement like, I am noticing. 
So you're going to notice the thoughts, images, movements, emotions, and sensations. So you want to stay with your breath and name what you are noticing out loud or internally. Let us go through an example. So let's say my child is screaming at me with a high-pitched scream. Instead of exploding, meaning screaming back or physically being rough or running away, I turn inwards for maybe the next two minutes. I locate my breath in my body. I notice my thoughts are racing and I'm hearing myself say, stop. I hate it when you scream. This hurts. Shut up. My kid is bad. Be quiet. You need to stop this. As an example, I might notice images of lashing out, raging, being yelled at as a kid, being hit as a kid, or hitting my kid in that image. I might notice a desire to want to move my body, my arms. I might want to um, run or pick up my kid. I might notice that those movements are, there's a desire of movement. I might notice the emotion of anger. And when you notice the emotion, you want to name it. Remember, there are three foundational survival emotions. Anger, which is connected to your fight sympathetic response. Fear, which is connected to your flight sympathetic response. And sadness, which is often connected to your dorsal or collapsing sympathetic response. So when you locate your emotion, you name it. This is anger. Rather than naming it, I am angry. When we name it for what it is, we create that internal space that we're looking for. This is anger. I notice the felt sensations of shaking. I notice the energy pulsing internally. I notice my head pounding, buzzing. I notice my heart beating fast. Once you have completed the times exercise, depending on the degree of activation and energy running through your system, you will likely notice a shift in state. You may need to discharge some of that anger energy by pushing on a wall, twisting a towel, pushing against someone's hands or arms, or squeezing a pillow, all of which are not causing any harm to yourself or others. Once that energy is discharged, the movement of this emotional energy is critical. And when you become skilled at this, you will notice that the emotional energy moves like a contraction in labor. It builds, peaks, and comes down. So we want to practice riding this edge of energy all the way to completion without exploding or imploding. When you remain in the driver's seat, you know how to stay with the energy in your internal system until it completes the cycle, after which you are much better equipped to handle the external stressor without causing harm or adding fuel to the fire. Okay, so to wrap this up, 
In this episode, we explored the idea of flipping your lid and we chatted about mental fitness to work towards remaining in the driver's seat. We explored the practice of times, T-I-M-E-S, which is an embodied, mindful practice to facilitate regulation and help you shift states. Now you might be thinking, what do I do with all the stuff I am starting to notice or pay attention to in my inner system? Now you might be thinking to yourself, okay, now that you've taught me this, Jennifer, What do I do with all the stuff I'm starting to notice? Just noticing it and naming it and paying attention to it isn't enough. Or maybe you are thinking, I don't want to notice all that stuff. I'm trying to avoid noticing it because what if noticing it makes it worse? Having these fears and concerns are normal. Not noticing worked as a protective pattern. However, not noticing also results in regret hangovers. So we will keep unpacking ways to befriend our inner system throughout this podcast. For now, this is a wrap. And remember to check your times next time you're feeling activated or triggered. If you are looking for any therapeutic support, remember you can book a complimentary intake call with our intake therapist at therapyformomsmoms.ca. And if you're a doula or a birth worker and you want to learn how to embody these skills in your practice, check us out at nsidoulatraining.com. Finally, if you have a question or a topic that you would like for me to address on the podcast, please send us an email at support at therapyformoms.ca. Wishing you all the best and thanking you for tuning in to Therapy for Moms podcast with your host, Jennifer Sommerfeld.